Nick DiPaolo from NickDip.com. You can follow him at Nick D-I-P-A-O-L-O. For those of you who have never met an Italian, it's Nick DiPaolo. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? <laughs> yeah, just make it NickDip.com. Yeah. Boy, I got to tell you, I was up in uh, New Haven. My uh, father-in-law is up at Yale New Haven Hospital. He's been sick, and so I had to fly up this weekend and be with him. And, and uh, New Haven, have you ever been in New Haven, Nick? Yes, I used to buy my drugs there. <laughs> Good. No, uh, I'm the, kidding. Uh, Just aspirin and Advil. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the uh, the pizza up in New Haven is completely oh. different, and it is so good. Somebody and they cook it. I mean, they almost burn it, um, and uh, as, <laughs> so they're pulling something out of the oven, and somebody <laughs> says, uh, "That's uh, that it's it's ours is a, a little burnt." And the guy just went. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, our, uh, this is a little burnt. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, never mind. I mean, they just do not fool around with their food. Italians don't fool around with it. What kind of generalization is that? I fool around with my food all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a different story that we should probably no. not get into. <laughs> Pepe's. Pepe's yeah. is the best pizza. Mm. It was voted the best pizza Sally's. in America. Sally's. Pepe's. Sally's. You went to Sally's? I went to Sally's. Yeah. I don't think a woman can cook a pizza better than a man. <laughs> I never said a woman couldn't be president. I said a Native American woman. Boy, what did you think about? Did you hear the did you hear the way the CNN reporter just dismissed everything he said? Glenn, this is why I should be as famous as you. I said I was live tweeting last night. I said to my manager before the show, the debate started, I said, what's the over under? on a female anchor woman asking Bernie if he ever said that a woman couldn't become president. My instincts are right on the money. Yeah, and she just, uh, she just of course, sided with, with Elizabeth. Can Elizabeth. we play this? If you didn't hear this, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard in so-called journalism. Listen to this. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren... What did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? (laughs) Nick, I've never heard anything like that. You haven't? Have you been watching the media for the last 40 years? I'm I'm dead serious. The media, Hollywood, it's been hijacked by the the feminist movement. That's all there is to it. It's all encompassing. It's in commercials. Every commercial is a woman hitting a heavy bag like a boxer. There's a lot of female uh, anger out there. Uh, I, I, you know, I call it penis envy on a group level. It's just organized penis envy, and I knew that was going to happen. And and uh, but I also, I think Bernie said it. <laughs> Do you really? I mean, uh, as in a belittling women, or just because it was politically his calculation? Political calculation. Well, what's wrong I, with that? What's wrong uh, with that? Nothing. Right. I, I mean, if you, I, that's your political opinion, that's he, your political opinion on the way the landscape is. I think well, it's wrong, but it's it's his way of saying that this country is still misogynist. And, you know, I mean, he was playing to. His, I'm so uh, sick. I'm so sick of I'm so sick of that. I'm so, you know, what, know. What, they, these they, broads, they, <laughs> these people have been uh, lecturing us about how racist uh, the Republicans are, well, all your voters went out and narrowed the field to a bunch of white people that are all billionaires. I mean, 
What are you saying about the Democratic people that are voting now? That stage was whiter than uh, Bernie's nose hairs last night. It was like <laughs> it was like watching the Osmonds snorting coke in a snowstorm. It was very. Very. I, don't I keep doing drug references. Very I don't light. even do I don't, drugs. I don't know. But 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 wasn't that just just six white people on stage to show how hypocritical that party is? And 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 you say, I, well, people are saying, well, black voters whittled it down to uh, six. I, again, how many black voters right now? You really believe that? It's uh, white libs. Do you really? I I agree with that. That the party yeah. is, the party is run by uh, white intellectuals that just think they know better than everybody else, and those are the real actives right now. I think the rest of the people. I mean, Nick. Here's let me play a clip of uh, something that came from the College Fix, and I would like to know how you combat this. Listen to this question uh, from the College Fix. Of the following five world leaders, which do you think is the greatest danger to world peace? America's President Trump, China's President Xi, Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Putin in Russia, or the Supreme Leader of Iran? I would say Trump. I mean, I think it's kind of, kind of shown by the most recent actions that it is Trump. Mm. I think I would say Trump. Um, I would say Trump, too. I would also say Trump. Many of his leaders are worrying, but I worry most about Trump's erratic behavior and how unpredictable he is. I think having our president be Donald Trump, it is severely dangerous to our country and the world. Peace. Uh, I'll have to say our president. Unfortunately, he uses a policy of act first, react later. I think it is, I think it is Trump. Interesting. Uh, act first, react later. Shouldn't a leader be uh, somebody who acts and is not reacting all the time? Maybe that's me. So these people, I don't think, have any clue as to who Putin is, who Xi is, who the Ayatollah is. They don't have any clue. Um, and most of these voters, I think, and I could say this about the Republicans, too. Everybody's just unplugging for the news. So we're a bunch of experts that know exactly what we believe without having any real facts. And the people who are going to vote for uh, uh, Bernie Sanders or the Antichrist are going to be voting against Donald Trump because they think they know who he is. When you say the Antichrist, that you mean Hillary's going to jump in? Like... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, but the, the, it's indoctrination. The only way you're going to change that, look, the media, uh, all of academia, I mean, these kids, and, and then then uh, the Internet, they're just swimming in this garbage, and, and they don't know how to think for themselves. And I'm so sick of hearing that Donald Trump is so erratic, and, and Bernie last night, he, he's a danger to this country. What are you talking about? The economy has never been better. He crushed ISIS in five minutes, and he just scared the crap out of the mullahs in Iran. So what are they looking for in a president? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't and know. You have to get rid of women's studies on college campuses. Everything will be fine. I, I, I will tell you, Nick, I do, we, we have to find a way to approach people um, who just think they know when they they don't they don't have any idea they're not paying attention i mean it, it is you could say that donald trump is a wrecking ball and he is unstable if you look at his tweets it's like crazy town but that's you, not his actions you just hit it i was gonna say you just hit it on the head because the left believes words 
Yes. Uh, you know, as Words dangerous as action. Yes. The same as action. Yes. And, and we have to get them out of the mentality. But that all comes from political correctness. The definition is controlling people's behavior through the language. And they have mastered that. And um, I, I just don't understand this. I don't know what they're looking for in a president. Um, and, and he's going to crush. Can I just say this? I hope it's Bernie. And I, Bernie's my favorite lefty, yeah. not because of his politics, but he really believes the garbage. At least he's authentic I and miserable. I agree I, I really find him entertaining. It's like having mm. Larry David there last night. Yeah, really and, is. and when there were a few minutes when he didn't talk, I like yeah. something's missing in this right. debate. And then <laughs> they get back to him. He is. I mean, I have. But but wouldn't that be great? A, a billionaire capitalist just crushing this socialist and finally putting this to rest. Or will it put it to rest, Glenn? No, I don't think it. I don't think it will. Uh, I I just don't think it will. But it is interesting to me that we could have a candidate uh, that is an avowed socialist uh, that that has that held up the Soviet Union as a great example of what we could be. I mean, it's it's crazy. And a white guy millionaire who is against white guy millionaires uh, and a, a really old guy telling all of the young people exactly what to do because you can't trust the really old guy that's in the office now. It's, it's, I just, I've never seen anything like it. Did you, did you say a white millionaire or did you mean billionaire? You're talking about Steyer? No, no, no. Bernie is a white millionaire. Oh, Steyer yeah. is a billionaire. Yeah, but Steyer what's, what's, doesn't have a chance. Did, did you see his head when he was talking last night? Uh, Steyer, did you notice? The, no, the, the, I didn't. Michael J. You know Michael J. Fox was throwing his shoes at the TV, saying, "Sit still, will you?" It looked like a bobblehead in the back of a Chevy on the highway. I'm a self-hating white guy, and I'm very rich, right. and I should be ashamed of that. Right. I don't even know how Steyer made his money. I really do. What, what, what is he? What did he do? He's a hedge so? fund guy. I mean, they kept hitting him on a lot of the money he made, at least early on, was oil. in gas and oil and coal. He said, <laughs> which is hilarious because he's Mr. Climate Guy now. Yeah, but he said, I learned my lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, after I made my money, I learned my lesson. Yeah, they all evolve on the issues after they have $6 billion in the bank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I still say, Bloomberg, I'm telling you, I said this, uh, I interviewed Donald Trump Jr., and I, this is a couple of months ago, and I said, I'm telling you, this is before Bloomberg announced he was going to get in, and I said, I think he's going to be, he, he's going to show up in the end. He's going to be a factor somehow. Well, Steve Dace, who is part of the uh, network, uh, said uh, he made 10 predictions, and they were pretty stunning, and they could happen. He said that Bernie Sanders, the first four states are going to go to four different candidates. He said then Bernie Sanders will rock it, uh, but not claim the nomination. And it'll be a brokered convention. They're going to try to get Michelle Obama to run, but she Uh, won't run. And he says in the end, it's going to be Bernie Sanders. No, I disagree. You think it'll be Bloomberg? Bloomberg is somebody else that we don't know about yet. Uh, you know what? I will go with you on somebody we Alex don't know Cora about. Alex Cora of the Red Sox is going to jump. You know, they're Democrats. Why don't we just get somebody from the Astros? <laughs> oh, good was, sports joke. It would have been a yes. good sports joke if Alex Cora wasn't on the Astros during the scandal. It, you all, you were very close oh, to this one. Oh, man. Um, but, I uh, missed it. Yet another sports <laughs> failure. Oh, another. <laughs> I thought I had a... <laughs>
<laughs> touchdown or a field Bang goal a trash or something can. on that. Yeah, <laughs> Bang in a trash can. Thanks so much, Nick. I appreciate it. NickDip.com. Nick DiPaolo at NickDip.com. All right. Gosh, I blew it. It blew it. You had like a really good was, one going I, there. I was waiting for he it. He basically beat you to it with a more in-depth reference, uh, which, you know, I mean, it's a tough one. I, I almost feel bad for you on that one. Right, because it was good. You were there. You knew a sports story. You know what? That happens like this is like a sign of the apocalypse. Mm. It's I don't know if it's ever really happened. I, I it never really happened, and then and then there you are in your moment of glory. And he steals it. I hate him. <laughs> All right. He brought up the uh, Bloomberg thing with Nick DiPaolo. I'm still um, licking my wounds over the Astros joke. No. Go ahead. Just keep keep going, Glenn. You'll yeah, get there no, eventually. I know. Well, You'll get there eventually. It's taken me 40 years of broadcast to do that, to hit that. And you had like a really good, that was a well-crafted off the reference. Top, off the top of my head. Boom. Yeah. It was right there. And it was right there. Um, the Bloomberg thing's interesting because he has a couple paths here, I think, to actually make a dent in this race. One is the path that Steve Dace talked about yesterday, which is four Broker. different people winning four different states. I, the brokered thing, Bloomberg is not well liked so I, I, if, among the party. So I don't know that he would be able to get there in a brokered situation, though with the amount of money he'd have, he'd have a, a shot at it for sure. Everyone I talk to that actually still watches television is telling me that it's incredible. Bloomberg is everywhere. I mean, I was watching the uh, college national championship game the other night. I'm sure you were as well if you wanted to try to make a joke. Oh, my gosh, from, yeah. From the, on, yeah. No, based I, on, no, I'm uh, too easy. Okay, too easy. Too easy. Uh, and every other spot is mike bloomberg and you know i was in nevada over vacation every single billboard is tom steyer and like you could see that these guys are doing this and it pisses democrats off because steyer steyer is a terrible candidate he's very boring but he is awful he is has legitimate movement credibility the guy started a, a petition drive in 2017 to impeach Donald Trump. He didn't wait with Nancy Pelosi. He was doing this long before, as he pointed out last night, 8 million people he got on this list. And a lot of those people were the ones pressuring Pelosi and others to actually do this. I mean, he he has spent tons of money building this uh, uh, this movement in his own way. And he's super liberal on basically every single issue. So the fact is that like a guy like him should have more credibility with Democrats, but they hate money so much and they don't like the fact, you know, they don't think it's fair. But what I always I, I don't think is right here is that the media is judging a guy like Steyer, who, by the way, has a, fi- a poll with 15 percent in South Carolina. He is in second place. Steyer? Steyer is in second place in South Carolina, according to a Fox News poll, which is one of the most highly respected pollsters. Um, and that even the, even the left says that. So, And he's 12% in Nevada. I think he's in third there. So this guy is not like a complete nobody in this race. And what progressives, and you'd expect this analysis out of progressives, what they're saying is he's buying the election. Well, how do you buy an election? How do you do that? He's running advertisements on TV and people are seeing them and then saying, I like that guy enough to tell people that I'm going to vote for him. Is that buying an election? Because what you're saying is this guy is manipulating all the dullards that can't make up their own mind because they just see advertisements and they get won over by them. Well, they're individuals making decisions is what they're doing. These are people who are watching all of these candidates. They're in their face all the time. And they're choosing Tom Steyer for whatever freaking reason. 
And they want to disqualify him because, of course, well, he bought the election. He came in late and he and he did invest a ton of money to get the donor requirements to get in debates like last night. Well, Bloomberg's not even trying to do that. Think about Steyer, though, who, where he's running in early states against these candidates and hitting 12 and 15 percent. Bloomberg is running unopposed. He's running nationally, uh, all, you know, running spots all the time. But in these Super Tuesday states, nobody's spending money on those yet. Nobody's bothering. Like, it's too early to start spending uh, money there. So he's dominating the airwaves. So if, if it's a four-way split or a three-way split in these first four states where there's nothing really that comes out of it, or maybe potentially even better for him, Sanders wins Iowa, Sanders wins New Hampshire, Sanders wins Nevada, Sanders maybe, and if he wins those three, he very well might win the fourth. And he looks like the sure thing, the only person standing in his way will be Michael Bloomberg with all of his money. And if it's Sanders versus Bloomberg, Bloomberg has a shot. Because there's a big chunk of the Democratic Party who would love to have all of Bernie Sanders' policies but do not believe it's realistic that he can win. Where Bloomberg can step in with multiple billions of dollars and do what he's doing now against Donald Trump. And I think at that time, people might start looking at him as an option. So he's got a path, but it's, it's not an easy one. And it's, you know, Giuliani had a path in Florida, too. And that one didn't work out so well. Times were different uh, back then, and you didn't have two socialists. Or $50 billion. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, program. A couple of uh, pieces of breaking news. First of all, Nancy Pelosi has uh, announced the impeachment manager. Remarkable. Uh, and right, because he's hmm. so good. No, uh, that's not where I was going with Adam it. Adam Schiff. Unbelievable. Why would you go back to that well? How could you think he's done a good job with this? This has been a disaster, and you're giving it to him? Maybe she just wants to paint him with like, look, I want to get my fingerprints off of this thing. Let's make it a Schiff deal. I don't know. Was that, was, I, was, I had no control. It was Adam Schiff. It was Schiff who did it. He's the one who screwed this thing up. I was uh, at the hospital uh, for the last uh, 24 hours and, and really for the last few days, so I'm a little sketchy on some, uh, some details. Uh, we brought uh, uh, Jason uh, Buttrill in with us, who is our chief researcher and head writer of the Glenn Beck uh, TV program. Bring me up to speed on a couple of things. First of all, this this memo that was released uh, in somebody's handwriting that says get him to get him to announce, you know, get uh, what's his name of uh, can't remember his name now. Zelensky. Zelensky. Get Zelensky to announce that he's going to go after these guys. What is the memo story? Yeah, from Lev Parnas. So this is one of the associates of Rudy Giuliani. Okay. I don't a lot some people are trying to blow this up I think into a little bit more than what it actually is. I've read through there's te- there's WhatsApp messages, uh there's the memo. So basically it, uh, that whole thing right there, the memo was kind of all about the, you know, the investigations and that whole thing, whatever. The WhatsApp messages, I think people are trying to blow up into an even bigger deal. Have you read those two? Yeah, I, I, I that they were interesting. The idea basically being it seemed like Lev Parnas, this uh, Giuliani associate, uh, was at least somewhat involved in um, surveillance of the uh, ambassador to Ukraine. While, like, she's over at the embassy. It was stuff like that. 
and there's some sketchy messages that i mean it sounds like a movie mob hit the, the messages there's like uh, if we get the price we could take her out or something you know it's not quite that direct <laughs> right. but it's like almost that direct that's where they're taking it that's what they're taking it but we don't know any of the context and and also there's no reason to believe this is connected to giuliani or you know trump 10, ten steps away from it right like lev parnas was a Somewhat shady character. There's a good lesson to be learned to not get involved with shady characters. Uh, hang on just a sec. I've asked Rudy about that. Yeah. And Rudy said, mm-hmm. uh, I'm the guy who brought up, you know, broke up the Gambino crime family. You don't think we were working with shady characters right. to break up the mob? Exactly. If you're going to break it up, the only ones that have information are shady characters. You just have to understand that going in. That's it. Right. And, and so it's, it might not look good, but I mean... And, and there may be another explanation, right? We don't have all the context of what, what was surrounding these messages. We right. just have, as usual with the Democrats, they yeah. release the stuff that looks really bad. I, I've seen actually seen people like on social media saying that they were trying to set up a hit, just like you said. Yeah. And, and that's, there's no, I didn't see any context there at all that like even, there's some weird, they're, they're, they're definitely monitoring her. But we have the context of what was actually going on in the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. We know the types of people that this ambassador was dealing with. We know who uh, uh, people like George Soros, a lot of those groups. I mean, they literally could have been just watching that, for instance. Mm. They could have been looking for a smoking gun on that. Which is also, I mean, you, you look at it when President Trump said to Zelensky, I think you have some of the same people yeah. in your administration. No, 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 we got rid of them all. No, I, I don't think you have. And we know this because he has cozied up now to George George Soros um, because of one of the big players in his administration, which I think is the one that Donald Trump was talking about. So they could have just been doing that. I I, I just I'm so tired of the half stories right. uh, on uh, on all of this. So they're moving the impeachment, uh, the articles of impeach of impeachment. It was a total failure for Nancy Pelosi trying to hold on. Um, but I, is there any are are they 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 are going to have some sort of trial, right? Sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like they. I mean, right now they're going back and forth between our. You know, if you're going to have these witnesses, if you're going to hold a force a vote, which I heard was one possibility on every single witness. Um, if you are going to do this, then we're going to start calling our witnesses. So they're almost look, doing like this mutually assured destruction. You know, if you the, want the this Democrats, kind of t- that's the thing. The Democrats cannot have real cross examination. Yeah. They just can't. Um, the Democrats have already blown their wad. They've already everything is gone. I mean, they, I don't think they held anything. There's no surprise coming um, with actual evidence. Maybe Bolton. Maybe Bolton. I don't know. But they've already put everything in the kitchen sink into this thing. Uh, they would have used it at the impeachment. You know, at the before the trial in the impeachment inquiry. They would have. They would have stood on that. So unless there's something new that they're getting new, there's nothing there's nothing for them to be excited about. I I think I think there's a lot for us to be excited about oh, in this lot. scenario. Oh, and lot. I think there's a lot of information that is going to come out in the very near future, specifically how there's how the uh, how Republicans are countering with well we have to if you want to call these people, we have to get Hunter Biden up there. And they're trying to spin this, the the left is and Democrats and oh they're just making this a sham. No, because again, we know that if you really want to understand the true nature of these investigations and in air quotes you, it all goes through Hunter Biden. You have to know, but it's not for what they think. Everyone is trying to spin this as, oh, Hunter Biden, because they're trying to knock out a political appointment. No, 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 no. If you want to truly understand the corruption, 
And how do I phrase this? Because you know what exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's just let's let's switch it this way. Yesterday, the Democrats are now trying to make it look like uh, Russia is running to the rescue again, and Russia is trying to hack into Burisma. Jason and I have a pretty good guess on what they are looking for, yeah, and what they're looking for. I believe we have, yeah, right. I think that we have it. I believe that there is a United States court that also has it right now. I think the information was... I haven't talked to you for a few (laughs) days. That's new. (laughs) I think the U.S. court has that information right now. Uh, It's in a state court, I believe. And I think that... Oh, I know what you're talking about. They're sitting on the information. And I think that... I don't... So I think this information will come out before, if the Russians did be able to obtain it, I think it'll come out long before the election, which I hope it does, so they don't give them an excuse. Oh, it has to. Yeah. It has to. Um, we're going to release it, um, it probably first or second week of uh, February. We just want to make sure everything is uh, buttoned up. This is an this is an absolute smoking gun. Explains this, everything. It explains, <laughs> I mean, if you thought what we've already presented was pretty good, wait until you see this. If you were on the fence about the phone call, about okay that sounds kind of bad like i don't understand this like you'll be fully on board at the end of this the phone call will make complete and perfect sense the holding up fi- the uh, military aid everything oh, wait makes until sense you hear, wait until i forgot about that piece <laughs> right wait until you see what we have to show you it, it, all of it i mean it all, the democratic case completely falls apart completely falls apart on the military aid and everything else. I mean, like in dramatic fashion, it's like the end of the, it's like the end of a, um, uh, what's his name? I see dead people movie. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. It's almost that you're like, what? It's <laughs> almost that dramatic. You, once right? you see this, you'll be like, he was dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is that dramatic. Uh, and uh, that's coming in uh, February. Um, let, me t- uh, let me touch on one more thing with you, Jason, before we let you go. Putin just did something really dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and is there first explain what he just did. So this is the major global news story all over the world right now. Um, the entire government in Russia just resigned. It just resigned. Things when things like this happen, there's a huge tidal wave about to happen. Or Except occur. for Putin, right? Putin. Except for Putin. Yeah, he's <laughs> he the remains. Mysteriously, he huh. didn't step down. Hmm. Um, so obviously, so that's like prime minister, everybody just resigned. Yes, uh, and at his request. So they didn't say that. So yeah. Prime Minister Medvedev, uh, who's his bosom buddy since the early 90s, mm-hmm. he said that he's stepping down to clear the path. For President Putin now, um, a little while ago, President Putin gave a speech where he said that announced he's making drastic constitutional changes and reforms, amendments. So he's completely upending the power structure, how everything works within Russia. Now, this is this is the tagline you'll see all over social media and the news. They're saying that he's transferring all power from the prime minister or to the prime minister or not all of it, but the majority of it, and diminishing the power of the president. Now, think about that. Why does that, that doesn't really sound like it makes sense? Because not very Vladdy. Not very Vladdy. Unless he was, uh, I mean, unless he was in his last year, you know, and because he's always been doing is switching. You can't have two, uh, two set more than two consecutive terms as president. Just like ours. So, yeah. yeah, So, but he, what he does is 
he's like, oh, I'm I'm president. And then he switched places with the prime minister and he becomes the prime minister and his best friend becomes the president. And then after two terms, they switch back one term. They switch back and they gets two more terms. Right. But Mm -hmm. the weird thing is he still has four years on his current term. So why would he be doing that now? Why would you give the prime minister more power and the council underneath the prime minister, right? So it's the council. So he's giving more power to the prime minister and more power to the state council of Russia, which basically they work directly underneath the president. So right now they work directly underneath Putin. He's giving them more power. He's fully putting them in the constitution. And they're the ones that handle regional level type things. They advise him and they like help him carry out policy at re- the regional level. Well, I, I mean, I, and I know a lot of this was fiction, but I saw Chernobyl, and I know the system wasn't fiction, and that sounds a little like the system that they had before. Uh, the, that's where they got the idea. There was the State Council of the USSR, and they brought it back, uh, I think, around 2000 or so, I believe. Holy cow. So uh, it's, so. Let's. How do you? what do you read from this? Well, it's hard to say right now because we don't really know. Putin is either planning on staying in the, as, as a president, which the, one of the amendments is he can just stay indefinitely if he wants to. So he's either staying as president with an empowered state council underneath him and giving these little appearances of more power for the, in the prime minister mm-hmm. when really he just stands back as like the dictator of China mm-hmm. is now and runs everything with his little Politburo and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. Or the other possibility is in four years, he just leapfrogs like he did back in the day with Medvedev, he leapfrogs to the prime minister and becomes the prime minister with these new powers. And then again, he can leapfrog back to the presidency. And stay on and continue doing this indefinitely. Either way, you're looking at a dictator for life scenario, pretty much. Why would he do this now? That is that is the strange thing because he's very he, he doesn't do things. You know, he he's measures not, the he's, risks. Yeah, he's not. He is a guy who still walks, and when he walks, only one arm swings because he's so well trained. His arm that used to be next to the sidearm doesn't swing. Right. Uh, I mean, he is a calculated, controlled individual. Yeah, I, I think that something upped his timetable. And that would probably some... He was scared of something within the government. Something happening within his own government. That's my guess at the moment. All right. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Back with more in just a second, uh, including uh, the expose that came out yesterday from Project Veritas. Uh, I found it extraordinarily interesting when I saw it late last night. We will talk about that coming up in... I want to play a clip that came out from uh, Project Veritas yesterday of a, uh, a field manager. Now, this is a guy that they probably are paying, you know, 15 bucks an hour to run the campaign, you know, in, in some region. Uh, but he's a, a regional campaign uh, organizer in Iowa, right? Iowa. And he is spouting off all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, does this mean that Bernie Sanders believes it? Uh, or endorses it? No, I don't think he would ever endorse it. Does he believe some of it? Probably. I want you to listen to what he said, because it's really important. Listen. There's a reason Joseph Stalin had gulags, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, gulags were a lot better than like what like the CIA has told us that they were. Like People were actually paid a living wage in gulags. 
They had conjugal visits in gulags. Mm. Gulags were actually meant for like re-education. Greatest way to break a billionaire of their like privilege and their idea that they're superior. Go out and break rocks for 12 hours a day. Okay. Interesting. Go and break rocks for 12 hours a day. That's the way you break people of their privilege. Their privilege. Okay. Kind of frightening. Gulags weren't so bad. Really, because history tells us the exact opposite. Now, listen to the second part. What he says. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I said in a meeting this morning, the second part about, you know, MSNBC. And he said, you know, a lot of these people are going to be surprised because we're ready to take action. We need to go into MSNBC and other networks mm. and grab those anchors by the hair and drag them out into the streets and set them on fire. Gee, I've, I've heard something <laughs> like that foretold. We'll tell you all about it and what it all means next hour. You're listening to Glenn Beck.